Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And welly, 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 here we are, the last episode of season three, but our fifth year. How do you figure that? Well, we didn't figure out that we should have seasons until like three years <laughs> into it, so here we are. Yeah, so like somehow you can do the math, but uh, yeah, end of season three, but uh, our fifth year of doing this. So what we're going to do is a little uh, reminiscing about this year, some of our favorite things this year, uh, some of the highlights to us, hopefully to you as well. Um, I don't know about um, any predictions or, or ideas of what we've got planned for next year. I mean but we can just kind of make it up as we go along, kind of like we normally do. Yeah, pretty much. What we've been doing for the five years, why not keep going? But yeah, you're uh, you're going to hear the road noise, but that's uh, kind of a decent theme for what some of our highlights of this year included a lot of time on the road. So you can you can think of it as a tie into that, or we're just lazy and wanted to record this on our way home from our last barbecue <laughs> run. Before we have to take a nap. Um, you know, so, and, and exactly that. I mean, we just did, uh, we're on the back of a small barbecue run, just a little one towards the end of the year. Um, wanted to eat at a couple places and uh, kind of wrap things up as far as the, like I said, as the podcast goes for the year. Take a little break. Um, we'll be working on new episodes and scheduling things for next year. Um, any potential sponsors that are looking into sponsoring for next season, episodes are longer, please reach out to us because uh, we'll fill those up hopefully and get to be a partner with us yeah definitely it's it really is a, a it was it's been a great thrill for season three for us to to have some really great sponsors on board and we'll get into those later on but but yes if you're if you're looking into sponsoring for season four please yeah reach out to us through the normal channels you know instagram twitter tales from the pits at gmail.com is our email uh, but yeah we would love to bring on some some new sponsors you know, re, you know, renew some some deals with our old sponsors. I mean, we've had uh, it's been it's been really helpful in putting together some fun episodes this year. Absolutely, I mean, it, it's allowed us to continue to do the things that we love to do without uh, getting divorces. <laughs> <laughs> in short, that's probably the best way. But it but it it really is great. So let's kind of talk. I mean, one of the themes this year, you know, we were kind of post COVID. Um, the Texas monthly list came out in 2021, um, but at the end of 2021, so we were kind of kicking off the year with some, some you know, new places that had just made the list. Luckily, most of those we had just visited um, sometime in 2021, so yep. we didn't need to immediately get back. Um, but also there's expansion in the barbecue world this year that has uh, kind of continued that theme, you know, um, you know, Terry Blacks continues to grow their empire. Um, oh nothing God. short of saying empire. I mean, it, it is everywhere. Um, but you know, they they opened in Dallas. Um, they just opened in Lockhart. Um, they've announced intentions for Houston. I, I haven't seen any final on that. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know that there's any like official word on where and when. But yeah, there's been plenty of chatter about that. But yeah, I mean. Terry Blacks has built, like you said, an empire, just a, a massive operation of quality barbecue. Um, now in multiple different cities, taking it back home to where they're from in Lockhart, and uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing the the size and breadth of what they've done. And and quickly growing as well in the DFW area is Hurtado Barbecue. Brandon Hurtado 
Um, you know, started with one location. I think he's up to three now, right? Right. With, yeah, with he's the got the one smart. I believe yeah. in Denton or Denton area was the second one. And then, uh, you know, sad news and good news. Sad news uh, that Derek Allen's did close in Fort Worth. Um, but uh, good news, you know, Brandon and Hurtado Barbecue were able to open in Derek Allen's former location in Fort Worth. So really just a really good pocket of barbecue around that Fort Worth area right now that we've talked about numerous times. And it just it keeps growing. Absolutely. And, and, and another kind of uh, bittersweet story, um, you know, uh, Bull and uh, Burrow and Bull had opened up on 290. Um, and that is going to now be a Killens. Uh, Ronnie Killen is going to open his third barbecue joint. And well, if you don't count the, uh, the stadiums, but um, third brick and mortar barbecue joint outside of stadiums. Um, and that should be opening pretty soon, actually, because it was it's coming into an existing uh, location. So, yeah. So, yeah, there's been a decent amount of expansion that keeps going on. Um, Ragels kicked off this season for us was our interview with Russell and Misty on their new location in Katy that opened the beginning of this year. Um, which was really exciting. Uh, if you lived in the Katy area for any length of time, you, you should be familiar with, there aren't a, there haven't been a ton of barbecue options until the last few years where you've had guys like, like Dozier's and Jim Buchanan, you know, you've taken over the reins of the pit room at Dozier's and, uh, and really starting to bring that product a little more to the, you know, to the modern era. Um, you, and you've got uh, Brett's obviously, which is as of, as of recording this episode, Brett's Barbecue Shop has not opened their new location yet. Hopefully that will be soon. We're very much looking forward to seeing what Brett and Jacqueline do in a, in a nice big setting and a nice big location. Absolutely. And, and that just continues across Texas. And it's an interesting time because economic times, pricing of barbecue shortages of meat, like turkey, my goodness. Um, right. you know, lots of places not even able to sell turkey right now. Uh, but, but expansion continues and it's going to be interesting how this all kind of shakes out over time but it's it every month we say this there's never been a, a larger amount of great barbecue that you can have not even in just in texas and right. some of our interviews this year will go went outside of texas as well but not even just inside of texas but like there's just great texas style barbecue yeah, ex- well, everywhere ex- expansion of location and expansion in hours i mean uh, Katie Ragels now serves dinner. I, I believe it's three days a week. Uh, Truth just introduced dinner service, I believe, Thursday, Fridays, and Saturdays at the Houston location. So even more accessible, really good barbecue, you know, is, is coming and keeps coming. And it's it's awesome. We are so spoiled. Brian and I were talking about that today. Uh, just from where we were five years ago, ten years ago, to where we are now in Texas barbecue, we're so spoiled with how easy it is to get great barbecue in the vast majority of the state and even beyond the state and, and beyond the state i mean uh, one of our interviews this year was palmera barbecue and i mean absolutely on par with great texas barbecue and yep. um and and prime barbecue um, fox brothers that we always love to visit we visited them again this year i mean it's just it's just all over the country and we haven't even been able to get to everywhere um, I was able to finally get out to Blood Brothers in Las Vegas. Right. We hear you, California. We hear you. We <laughs> yes, know yes. We know there's some amazing barbecue being served out there. Moosecraft Barbecue, Heritage Barbecue, and your, your food looks phenomenal. I mean, absolutely just top-notch. And, and we hope to get out there. It's just, again, sponsors, hello. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Every show has a budget, and ours is not big. <laughs> yeah, we, we tend to do, when we say road trips, most of them, most, not all, but most of them are truly on the road. Um, I'm up to 20,000 miles in the barbecue mobile now. I think I bought that 
two years ago. No, one year ago. So, so dang. Yeah, so I think I put 20,000 miles on it in one year. Um, so it, it is, it, but that's what we got it for. And I got it for. Hopefully my wife remembers that. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but we put a, a crap ton of miles on our cars, but it's because there's nothing like a road trip. And this year, even when we went to Charleston, we rented a car and we did a road trip and we had some great experiences there. So first off, Charleston. Uh, Charleston Wine and Food. One of our favorite uh, I mean, yeah, that's it's one of the coolest things we've gotten to do through the show. The first time we got to go in 2019 was amazing. Obviously, 2020 and 2021 just weren't possible with everything going on in the world. So we were absolutely thrilled when we were invited back for 2022. Yeah, and, it, and you know, we, we continue to kind of expand our horizons over um, what we interview and how we interview. And, you know, we, we hope we're not overloading it with the bourbon. I mean, I, I talked to a gentleman named Thomas recently he's excited for the bourbon stuff but we know some of you don't drink we don't want to make this the bourbon podcast you know we'd love to have two podcasts but we still have our jobs <laughs> so that's the most important thing but um but we were able to to have some of their drink events and i, I mean i just remember the story when we were at high wire distillery of uh, one of the gentlemen that got to take uh, the bourbon bus tours with the master distillers including julian van winkle and they were going around drinking and talking and bsing and i mean those those are very fun experiences the food at charleston i mean the oysters oh my smoked goodness oysters yeah, those, we, yeah we just had we had so much great food that week at charleston barbecue and otherwise it was so great to get back to the original scott's barbecue in hemingway south carolina um, and we didn't get stopped by the police it, this time no no well we did after we left there oh that was this that year that was this year oh wow yeah yeah <laughs> it feels like feels like so long ago <laughs> no no that was this time as the wine glass clanked in the back from a from an event we were at the night before, yeah. we weren't drinking. We weren't drinking, folks. but yes, as as the police officer started to walk away after we were going to get let off, he saw the wine glasses. And was like, uh, those wine glasses were like, yes, but they're dry, and so are we. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we've we've had some fun adventures, and because uh, by the way, drive safe. Yes. Drive, yes, drive please. Safe. Yes. No, there was zero consumption of alcohol on that uh, on that drive. But anyway, uh, yeah, getting back to the original Scots was great. Um, getting getting over to and again we won't hit you over the head with this too much because we've talked about it i feel like all year long (laughs) um but yes getting that original bite of the rib cut at heights barbecue was transformative and i can't believe we actually went back a second time this year we'll talk about that but that's where i got kind of confused because we went back right yeah yeah yeah. we did get back to south carolina but yeah the second time we didn't get stopped by the right yes and but yeah the rib cut and again listen to one of our other episodes one of one of our uh highlights of the year as far as bites um and and just a great time at charleston again um spent a ton of money on ubers but uh (laughs) but that's the way to do it and we and you know we're we're going to try to go back this year we haven't gotten all of our plans set up and of course burning personal vacation and all kinds of stuff but it, it's just such a fun event and it's great to see uh, you know the barbecue joints out there and get to talk to them and hang out as well yeah no for sure for sure um we did you know this year we did uh, more pit, pit builders we talked about palmieri who's building his own pit syntax um, building some great pits out there um, and in that same area you know syntax is is not far from luling that brings up another road trip we did an old school road trip that we did yeah, that one, that one was a lot of fun for a lot of reasons, uh, not the least of which being the company we kept in the, with, that, uh, with that road trip. But yeah, that was, that was super fun. You, know, you guys know by now that we're big time nerds for the history of barbecue and the small town barbecue stops. We love doing those road trips just as much as we love 
hitting the, the new modern places. But one of our favorite things is introducing people that have never been to some of these small town places to, to what they're what they're all about. And we got a chance to do that this year with uh, Joe Zavala and CJ from Zavala's Barbecue. And and, and Jay Arnold and, and Jay Arnold went and, with us and, and Terry. Terry Osborne as well. Yeah, yeah we but I, I know Terry obviously had already been to all those yeah. places, but and I know Jay had been to a number, but but for Joe and CJ it was a it, it was the first time for a lot of these places. And it was really eye opening to them, and it, and it's interesting because we've been to them so many times in so many years that you know it, it, it's where Texas barbecue is really centered. Central one, Texas, yes, 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 literally and figuratively, yes, yes, and and at one point, I mean, Lockhart is still officially the barbecue capital of Texas uh, by state creed or whatever it is, um, but it, you know, it, it's great because you can go and it's it's simple, it's simple food, it's simple processes. At the end of the day, it's it's what barbecue was, and it really helps you kind of be grounded, and you know, there's. Yeah, there's still some people with cameras, but that was the thing. Joe kept being amazed. I remember that vividly from this trip. He's like, there's nobody taking pictures. And it's like, yes, isn't that nice? Like, you know, we were just here to enjoy the barbecue. Yeah, people were just there for lunch. What a novel concept yes. at a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was great to get to go. I mean, it's always great to get to go to Lockhart and Calacne and all those places and the Shiner, the Spetzel Brewery. Um, are always fun, but yeah, it was, it was even more fun getting to take some people that had never been um, and, and opening their eyes to some of these spots. So that was a really, really fun road trip. Absolutely. Um, we also got some great interviews. I mean, we mentioned a few already, um, but Robert Moss and Daniel Vaughn both this year, and, and we posted the episodes back to back. Those we were really happy with, really proud of, and really enjoyed those conversations. Yeah, oh, so much. Uh, Robert Moss is such an amazing wealth of information when it comes to culinary history and the and the history of the south when it as it relates to food um it, it was so much fun to, to sit there and chat with robert we we probably could have talked for another two hours and not scratch the surface um, and hopefully we will get opportunities to, to have robert back on the show again because i think we're so much more we could talk about with them but i, re- I remember the story of the mint julep uh, yes uh, the mint julep stories i mean some some of the the tales he told were really fun. If you've not listened to that episode, I re- highly, highly recommend it. It was a really fun one. And of course, Daniel Vaughn, you know, why it took us five years to sit down with Daniel Vaughn is silly. Um, obviously, he is the, you know. To get, to get us all in the same city for this yeah. number of hours without commitments. Like, right. right. Around and around. Right. So it, it was great to sit down and talk with Daniel about obviously where barbecue's going the, the list all you know and all the different adventures and things that he's chronicled for in closing in on 10 years with uh, texas monthly so it was great to, to sit down with daniel and with robert and uh, hopefully those are two gentlemen we get to sit down with again and have more conversations because there's plenty more to talk about with both of them and daniel brought barbecue Daniel did bring his barbecue. <laughs> so Thank that's you, Daniel. always always great. And there's nothing like eating jerk chicken in a hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it, we won't even go there. But yeah, yes, I mean, come up to our room and bring your chicken, and we'll talk. We're wow. a very professional show, ladies and yes, gentlemen. Yes. Um, you know, so uh, beyond that, um, you know, continuing our whole hog. I mean, we we've had an episode on our whole hog education. We continue to go eat whole hog, and and you know, why do we like whole hog so much? Well. It goes back to being grounded and, and historical. I think it's it's just a nice, pure thing. And it's not easy to cook a whole hog. And up until the last couple of years, it was a dying art. Yes. Um, you know, places were closing every year and they weren't reopening. And 
Robert Moss, you mentioned, has, has put together a great list of places that still cook with wood and whole hog. And even, even some of the places that are today, maybe they're cooking with coal. Uh, but it's, it's interesting. When it's done well, it's excellent. And these little small town mom and pop places that do it, it's just so cool because, again, they don't they don't have these big menus. They don't have a lot of proteins. A lot of them, it's just one item. Right. It's yeah. Just, it's just called barbecue. And that's all it is. Yeah. And you may, you might get some slaw. I might get some hush puppies. And, and that's it. That's all the menu. And and that's great. We I, we we love the craft movement. We just ate at two amazing craft places today that are really pushing the uh, you know pushing the boundaries of where barbecue can go. Um, and then those two places are Burnt Bean and Leroy and Lewis, by the way, uh, ate at both today, phenomenal places. And there's a place for that in barbecue. And there's a place for these places like Sid's Catering, you know, that, that has a tiny menu open Saturday mornings in a tiny town. Like that's or like Grady's. Uh, Grady's is a great example of that. I mean, th- those places are, they're time capsules and they're good food and you know and they feed communities and they have for generations and and we hope that they stick around for generations to come but we know that may or may not always be the case depending on people's situations and families and who wants to take over the business and everything that goes into that and we were those were two that we had never been to before of course we got to go back to be scott's um, we got to go back to skylight sam jones and, and you already mentioned uh, scott's and hemingway um, and Rodney Scott's, yep. uh, which we hit it, it when we were in Charleston as well. Um, I mean, just it's great to visit these places. We even did Alabama. We did some ribs. Yeah, we got uh, to go Dream to the original Dream, Dreamland barbecue location. Yeah, I mean, it's history was kind of a well, just the long and short of it. Let's let's be honest. This season for us was about what we wanted to do this year. I mean, and, and it's not to say that it wasn't in previous years. But last year was very, very much focused on what we felt we needed to do, which was we felt we needed to, to share our opinion on the best places in Texas. And we spent a lot of time doing that. And money. And, <laughs> and, and that was fine, and we're glad we did it. But this year was a, it was a great reset button for us to be able to just pick and choose where we wanted to go. And a lot of it tended to tie towards history. Um, and that didn't always include barbecue history. That you know that included histor- historical places in the Rio Grande Valley as well. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that trip, Brian. Sure. I mean that was that was something that we've been wanting to get back to. We've done Rio Grande Valley before, um, but it's it's also growing and expanding quite a bit. So we put together one, and we did a roundtable down there that was just a ton of fun. I mean, from from we started at Butters, went to Teddy's, we went um, oh GWs, G- Smoke Crafters. Um, Heiko Barbecue Company, Tigos Barbecue. Yeah. I mean, we we had some really good barbecue, and we had some really good not barbecue down there. Yeah, phenomenal tacos. Again, we there's an episode on it, but it it's nice to do these things that are kind of barbecue adjacent, um, that are craft, that are people doing these things for the passion and the love. I mean, go ahead and mention Annalise. Annalise Taqueria. Yes, Annalise Taqueria. Oh, God. Yes and El Pasito, um, just, you know, you, nowhere else can you get these experiences. And so it's great to roll that into an overall road trip. And, and we also did, we'll talk about it later, but we also did like Red Hog, we did a butchery shop and charcuterie in addition to barbecue and bourbon this year. We're trying to get, like I said, not flip the show into something it isn't, but there's all of these things that are adjacent to barbecue that, um, that we enjoy and so, you know, hopefully you do. We've gotten some feedback on it. Hopefully you do. We do. Let us know if you do. 
Yeah, and, and again, you know, none of this would be possible without the amazing sponsors that we've had this year. And, you know, of course, we must mention Texas Monthly Barbecue Club was a wonderful sponsor for us this year. Um, really, really supportive of what we were trying to do. Really loved partnering with them. And then, of course, you know, go, taking it back to, we were talking about Pit Builders, the sponsor for the second half of the season and for this episode, Pits and Spits. And we, we've been talking to Pits and Spits for probably two years now. Um, about sitting down with them and, and with COVID and everything else and life. We just never could get out there. And we've been wanting to go, wanting to go. They they donated, um, I, I believe, a rub kit when we had our big Yeti cooler giveaway. Yeah. And that was the first time I saw their, their facilities and was really impressed with what they're doing. So uh, you know, they reached out to us. Um, you know, we, we had our interview with them. After the interview, they reached out to us and said, hey, you know, can we, can we partner with you? We said, we'd love to. I said, that's... That's the type of partnership that we like to build. People that we enjoy, that we believe in, that we like their products. And these guys build some really amazing products. You know, pellet grills have gotten kind of a bad rap over the years. And, you know, they, they came from some pretty simple origins where the technology was not very complex. It was just simply a timer that was throwing pellets. They, and they've grown to where now they're based on temperature sensors. Um, the, the pellets themselves have gotten better. Uh, the machines have gotten better. Pits and Spits uses stainless steel tops, right. or you can get a full stainless steel. And you can produce a really great quality product in your backyard without having to go through the process of offset smoking and staying up for hours on end and all of that. And, and luckily, if you do want to stick with that route, you can do that at Pits and Spits as well. Because Pits and Spits does everything. They do direct heat pits. They do offset smokers, competition pits. And of course, as Brian mentioned, the pellet grills. And, and they even have this new hybrid. Yes. a smoker and a pellet grill. And you can do one or the other or literally both at the same time. Right. And again, they've been doing this for 40 years now. They know what they're doing. They know how to build this to last, not a pit that you're going to get 18 months later. It's rusted out and, and you're ready to, to toss it away and get something new. And I just want to mention, um, I, I just got another eyeball at this the other day, um, the Maverick 1250 with an upright box. So all of these pits, you can, you can order uh, a Wi-Fi for the pellet grills as well as an option. But they, they have an add-on box that you can get when you build your pit. That's, that's a, it's not really a, a warmer box. You can use it to keep your brisket warm. You can use it to smoke your sides or smoke cheese in addition to cooking your meat in the main, in the main pit. It's pretty neat, pretty neat little system. Uh, but that's pitsandspits.com. Yep, that's pits with two T's, spits with two T's.com slash tails, T A L E S, if you don't know how to spell the name of the show. Um, pitsandspits.com slash tails. If you go there, search for whatever product it is you want for your backyard or your competition pit, um, and use promo code tails at checkout, and you're going to get a free spice kit with your checkout on a purchase of $500 or more. Um, but yes, they've been a great sponsor of us th this year really happy to partner with them because we believe in the product that they're producing and uh, thanks again as as well and i've got my eye on one maybe we'll see um maybe when the astros win the world series <laughs> um, which which may have already happened by, by the time, time you're by this the time episode, here let's do this i'm so glad the astros won the world series i can't believe it they did so great you know they they just had this in hand the whole way they just looked so great like all year but my god the playoffs they were just phenomenal they, they were phenomenal Man, it's a bummer the Astros didn't win the World Series. So close, and, you know, now I have to pay for my couch. Um, but, you know, I still love the Astros either way. This was a great year, one way or the other. All right. We'll see what we have to edit out. <laughs> In addition to, to Pit Builders, you know, we do also uh, want to thank the Pit Masters, 
this year. We did another round of Pitmaster questions. We really appreciate when you guys answer those questions and get them back to us. Um, those We find those just as interesting as hopefully our listeners do as well. Um, you know, always reach out to us or, you know, when we reach out to you, just holler at us as well. Yeah, yeah, can't, can't thank them enough. We've had some, we've met some great friends along the way this year, some people that we've, we've seen before, got a chance to see again. You know, always great to eat with Terry Osborne, still one of our favorite friends in barbecue. Um, of course, Joe and CJ, Jay Arnold, Robert Salazar down in Rio Grande Valley. Um, it was great to meet up with him at Teddy's. Uh, he gave us a really nice bottle of bourbon. Thank you so much, Robert. Um, yes, he, thank he, you. He's been, he's been our RGV buddy every time we go down there. Um, he, he stood in line at Teddy's when we were doing right. our, our incognito visits. Right, so it's a huge shout out to we'll him. Probably can't do that again now that, <laughs> that right. we said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll have to get a new one next time. But uh, but yeah, we we've gotten to meet some some great people along the way, and it's been it's been fun having those friendships and those connections. If uh, you know if if we didn't get a chance to see you on one of our trips, trust us, it wasn't intentional. <laughs> we're uh, we're often on really tight schedules when we do some of these things trying to hit all these places that you know like, like when our schedule's so tight we can't even go by when the place is open so we have to visit <laughs> and when it's closed hi blake hi Sorry. blake <laughs> yes. Um, but yes you know we we do um we really wish we could spend more time um, i think we spent quite a bit i mean uh, we've spent um more than two weeks of vacation time this year yep just on barbecue so that other week other than uh um the charleston food and wine was another great road trip that we had yeah, this one was the uh, the granddaddy of them all. This is one that uh, that we've been planning in some form or fashion for literally years, um, and finally got a chance to pull it off. And, and I would say in grand style. I mean, by the time by the end of that trip, we, you know, we were we were both exhausted, but we were both also pretty giddy with uh, nineteen hours of driving. Yeah, <laughs> with, with one just, day. Yeah, with, with the amazing <laughs> amount of stuff that we crammed in to one trip. The, you know, the fact that we got to go to you know, to to Tennessee and eat a phenomenal barbecue in Tennessee. B.E. Scott's was as trans, as just as amazing as we knew it would be. Um, lived up to everything we remembered from it. You know, we got to sample some Kentucky regional barbecue, which is something we hadn't done before. Burgoo and mutton. That's yeah. right, and you know, got got to do some of that. And we'd like to do some more of it in some of the smaller towns now. Now that we've gotten some friends in Kentucky that have kind of filled us in on some other stuff, so we. Uh, definitely have to make a trip back for that and for some more bourbon of course yeah we had a lot of fun i i made a trip out one year before with my wife and i I was so enamored with just the the country and the views and the area and just sitting out on a patio after after that and having a drink and but then you visit these places and again barbecue adjacent but bourbon has fire it has wood it has age and those things and the passion behind it and it's also on a resurgence so just like you know barbecue kind of went through the the dark days of the 80s with fast food barbecue or chain barbecue and then it's, it's had i mean it's been a 20 year <laughs> two decade long resurgence now probably but um but really blew up at around 2009 ish um you know bourbon's kind of done the same thing it's had this big revitalization in craft bourbon so it was great to go visit those places and walk around and some of the history, you know, the very first place to ever bottle bourbon, the first place that ever did a single barrel bourbon. Um, oh, some know. of these rick houses yeah. that you walk into that are 60, 70 years old. I mean, it was it was great to get to visit some of these distilleries. Yes, we got lucky and we got some really nice bottles too. Um, but but the experiences of going to these places was awesome. You know, the, the people we got to meet at um at red hog you know talking about dustin and james and aaron 
who sat, you know, who sat down with us and, and kind of went through their process. And again, it's yes, barbecue Jason, as Brian said, but these are, these are people that are passionate about what they do. There's a craft and an art to what they do. Uh, and that's what interests us. And that's what, that, that's what keeps us interested in, in telling stories is the people that have the passion behind whatever it is they're doing. Even if it's not making brisket ribs and sausage, it doesn't have to be. Um, but that's, that's what interests us about, about Red Hog and about a lot of these distilleries that we got to visit. And then, of course, as we talked about, going to the Carolinas again, more hog again. And then one of our favorite people in barbecue. Um, we got to go back to Atlanta and spend some time with Jonathan Fox. Sorry, we didn't get to spend some time with Justin. Uh, you know, Justin was, was not available that night. But, uh, but really glad we got to spend some time with Jonathan Fox, who's just one of our absolute favorite people. And, and speaking of expansion at their new location, um, pretty phenomenal new location oh, there as well. Beautiful, um, beautiful We're restaurant. able to eat a spread of food that, in fact, did not have brisket or ribs on it. Um, did well, have a fried rib. Had a fried so, rib. So because technically, it, Because yes, we can't yes. not have that yes. fried rib. It, it's kind of like the huevos rancheros of burnt bean. Right. You yeah, have you, to order it no matter how hungry or how full you are. Um, but is great is great sitting down with people and and he, he he said a phrase that really really stuck and resonated with me which is kind of how we've it, we haven't changed our show but but rather than just focusing on good barbecue we're focusing on the good in barbecue and i love that statement yeah i mean it, I, that was really one of the nicest compliments i think anyone's ever paid us or our show or what we do um, and it's something I, I i guess we probably knew but we never i don't think we've ever consciously really talked about it you know like either on or off air like this that this is what we're doing i think it was just kind of the natural evolution of as we got to know more of the people in the barbecue world that does interest us more is is finding is finding the good that's in barbecue and that doesn't just mean the people that make the best brisket or what have you you know it's it's the people that are that are pursuing that dream whatever that dream may be if that's being the best butcher in kentucky if that's you know or if that's opening up a small town place and, and serving a local community um, doesn't always have to be about where you end up on a list. And in fact, where you end up on a list should should only be icing on a cake. It, you know, if that's the driving force behind what you're doing, I kind of have some questions about what you're doing. Right. I mean, it, it should be something that comes along with with building the business, not the focal point of building the business. Like if you want, if you just want to make a list, good for you. But at the end of the day, there's there's much more to business and life than that. But we just love the stories, and we love the people that are doing it, and we, we love the backstories, the people that have that have switched, and the passion that drives them. I mean, it it, it interests us. We love it. Um, you know, we and, and we think it makes for a great story, and we hope that you like listening to it because that's not going to stop. You're going to you're going to keep hearing that on our show, whether you like it or not. So, uh, uh, but no, I, I think that's kind of at least from my perspective going forward for season four. That's one thing I, I hope that we can focus even more on is finding good in barbecue and, and, and having those experiences. And we're, we're not, you know, the nice thing is that because we're not cranking these out every week now, we're not just always looking, oh, we need to, we need to interview somebody or have a topic because we need to publish an episode. Now we're more like we, we're publishing episodes because those are the topics that interest us or people right. that interest us. So it just gives us a little more freedom. And, and, you know, we, we apologize if you want more episodes or you want us to be more consistent, but um, we, but, we but still have But you don't pay our, us enough for that. Yeah, so. exactly. Yes, <laughs> yes. You're welcome to send us money. Um, you know, we, we don't want to go down the path of Patreon or, or any of these, or OnlyFans, for God's sakes. I do. <laughs> but, yeah, please don't. <laughs> uh, but, uh, 
But, you know, uh, there's a cow dead in the ditch. That's kind of... <laughs> and, of course, I'm thinking, well, I wonder what the briskets are like in that cow. Um, anyway, we went I'm away up that in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Leave it in. Um, I'm not hungry. That's a good thing. So, um, but, but, you know, hopefully, you know, next year we'll bring some of the, the, the same types of things, topics, interesting people, different people. You know, for me, like, I mean, just to kind of keep bringing up, like, Sid's barbecue, like, that gentleman interests me because it's just such an interesting place and interesting, you know, time. So it's not about whether he cooks brisket or whole hog to me. It's about what they're doing and why they're doing it. But um, we'll bring more of that to you. Yeah. Um, and, and heck, I mean, we're going to hit 200 episodes next year, which is insane. Um, I cannot truly believe, insane. I, I cannot believe we're going to hit 200 episodes next year. That's that's going to be cool. We're, you know, we've, we're kicking the tires on some different ideas we can do for episode 200. We'd like to do something fun. Um, you know, we've got, we got some stuff we're tossing around and, you know, when the time is right, if we've, if we're able to plan something, we'll, uh, we'll definitely announce it, but we'd like to do something cool. And I mean, obviously, hopefully you guys know by now, the show is not about us, never has been, never will be. So episode 200 is not going to be, you know, Andrew and Brian talk about Andrew and Brian for episode 200 or something stupid like that. Um, but hopefully it'll be a celebration of barbecue and the people in barbecue and the good in barbecue. Absolutely. Now, we also got to hit up a bunch of festivals this year. Um, you know, there were, I, when I did a count just in the state of Texas, if you counted at least four barbecue joints being in, in an event called a festival, there were over 20 festivals this year. So obviously we couldn't get to all of them. Um, there were definitely ones that we wanted to get to um, that we couldn't get to. But, um, you know, the Wild Game Fest with Jim Buchanan, which all went to a good cause. Um, Troubadour in Georgetown and uh, Celine or Celine, Salina, or Salina believe, whatever yeah. the heck it is. But, um, but Troubadour, which is always a, a crazy wild event. Um, after you hear this, or when you hear this, we'll have already done it. Coming up for us, of course, Texas Monthly is coming up. The Houston Barbecue um, Throwdown, which will which will already happen by the time you hear this episode too. Um, there was an event, a Texas Monthly event at um, Truth Barbecue. Yeah, one of the Texas Monthly hog. pit stops. Yeah, they did several. We were we were able to go to the Houston one. We weren't able to go to, to some of the other ones, but but yeah, we got to the Houston one this year, which was with uh, yeah at, hosted at Truth with Truth and Fiji's Barbecue. Pinkertons and Gatlins, and that was that was really cool to bring those joints together. Great uh, food, yeah, really, really, really good food, uh, really good time. You know, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, there's so many barbecue events now. It's, Speaking of Fiji's, yeah, uh, yeah, the Fiji's anniversary. Yeah, Fiji's had his uh, anniversary party. Uh, yeah, their their anniversary party. They opened that restaurant right in the middle of all the chaos that was going on in the world, and the, you know that's. That's definitely a, a team, uh, you know, a partnership between Patrick and Aaron that's battled through everything imaginable in the restaurant industry. Um, so really happy for them and, and hope the success continues for them. Very early on, you mentioned Nighttime Barbecue. That location opened for dinner as well. Yep, yeah, open for dinner, I believe, five days a week, uh, Tuesday through Saturday, open for dinner. So, yeah, I mean, barbecue just keeps, keeps growing. And one of the things that we've seen on menus and you're going to keep seeing on menus that, that we welcome our, our burgers you know bar- we know how expensive barbecue is getting right now and and i think daniel vaughn did a burger article was it two years ago or was it, it, it might last have been year? a year ago it feels yeah. like it's been forever uh, yeah i mean time um, is so weird these but days. it was really timely no pun intended but as the price of brisket was skyrocketing and the trimmings you know they they can't afford to throw the trimmings away so they're looking for different ways to use the trimmings so more and more barbecue joints started making burgers and 
they, a barbecue joint burger can be anything literally from just ground chuck that has nothing to do with brisket. It can have brisket trimmings in it, um, and it, it can be also it, smoked. Right. And that's the, that's the key element to me. Uh, you know, just having brisket trimmings can make a good burger on a flat top smash burger. I mean, people love smash burgers. Oh, Nothing yeah. Nothing wrong with that. But throw a little smoke and then put it on the griddle, and that just transforms that burger altogether. Yeah, there's some really good burgers being made at barbecue joints these days. Um, Tejas obviously has opened a dedicated burger joint um, after the burgers that they were serving at the restaurant got so popular. So that's been open for a while now. Um, obviously, you've got Hellberg, who serves a really good burger at a really good price. And we took, you can even bring the patties home chilled. That's what we did one time after we had the burgers, so we had them again. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great way to yeah, do it. Yeah, we had a great burger at Fox Brothers in Atlanta this year. Yes. We just had the, we had it many times, but we just again today had the uh, the burger at Leroy & Lewis, which is one of the best uh Best smoked burgers in, in you know going on in barbecue right now. Um, haven't had a chance to have it, but Burnt Bean is also doing a burger, and you know that Ernest Cervantes is not throwing anything on the menu unless it's really good. Uh, so I'm sure that one is is great. But yeah, you're going to see more burgers on menus. Fijis, as we were just talking about, uh, also has a burger. And and right now, I don't know how long it'll last. So sorry if this ends before the episode airs. But right now, Burger Friday at Fijis Spring Branch is an amazing value. Killer deal. Yeah, Absolutely it's right deal. right now. And again, prices are subject to change, and the offer is subject to change. Right now, they are doing their Fijis Burger, um, which is a big burger with their beef tallow fries. And a drink all day on Fridays for twelve dollars. How much? Twelve dollars. You know, like that's that's like literally what some of the fast food burger joints are yeah, charging. Yeah, I mean, right I mean, what what a killer value for the quality. Uh, but yeah, that's that's one way to support these barbecue joints. If you, you know, if you can't afford thirty dollar meat plates and stuff, we get it, we understand. Uh, but but everything helps. So yeah, if it's you, a great way to support your local barbecue yep. joint. It's not horribly expensive. Um, and it's and it's a good meal, um, you know. And, and again, over time, and we, like I said, we've seen turkey shortages this year. So um, something that some people have been they like getting turkey, but because they brisket may be too fatty for them, it's not like a burger is lean, but it may be another option for people that don't want to jump in and just get get a, a big slice of brisket. But yeah, exactly. All right. Well, you know, um, we are coming up to the end of this episode. Is there any anything that you want to talk about food-wise that just kind of really jumped out at you this year? I mean, to me, it's just the it's just the perseverance of the restaurant industry and the hospitality industry that's been through a lot the last couple of years. You know, between everything that's gone in the world with shutdowns and COVID and yeah, and the, the cost of food going through the roof, the cost of gloves going through the roof, everything you can imagine. Um, the people in the hospitality industry, they put up with a lot, um, both internally and externally from the customer, from the supplier yeah, standpoint. Thank you for putting up with us. And, <laughs> and I mean, we've seen the customers. Thank you for putting up with the customers. Yeah, so it's a, my, my hat's off to the to the people in the hospitality industry who, who've been through the ringer the last few years. All right, well, I'm going to name one bite I've had and then you're going to have to name a bite you have and then we'll sign off on this one um, and there's been a lot so it's hard for me to just name one but I am going to throw it out there um, for me the the hash at Palmyra um, was just I, I, I've used this word like all day today talking about stuff but deep and rich I mean just you know the, the heads are smoked and and that hash is just has this deep dark rich flavor almost like a roux I mean it's so it's so good it is. It's phenomenal. It's it's the best hash I've ever had. 
Um, it's it's going to be one of those, anytime we go to Charleston, there's probably going to be multiple trips to Palmyra, just, even if we just get hash on one of those <laughs> trips. You know, it's, it's one of those bites that you remember for a long time. Um, I'm not going to say the Rib Cup just because we've talked about it so much. I'm not going to say El Pasitos Gorditas because we've talked uh, about them so much. Don't get me wrong, they're both phenomenal. But my my pick is going to be something we ate today. I'm going to I want to highlight the uh, steak a la Mexicana taco that we had at Burnt Bean today. I you know and I, I agree. I mean I'll just leave it at that. It was I'll let you explain it, but it was it was uh, simple, it, but it was so good. Uh, right. It, it's it's got a, like a rich meat gravy sort of sauce, kind of like a carne asada, um, but it's got some heat and it's got some spice to it. Um, and it's just it's a really well cooked piece of meat and a really thick gravy that's that that plays well inside of a taco like we ate when we first got it on the tray we were just eating pieces of the meat and it was really good don't get me wrong but when you pick it up and get a bite of the gravy and the and the tortilla and the meat together it was just yet another memorable item on the on the menu at burnt bean company so wanted to highlight that one but kind of interesting tacos hash and burgers yeah the last three things we talked about well i mean don't get me wrong it's so you know we're so spoiled we get to eat great brisket anytime we want we've eaten great we ate great brisket today the brisket at Lorraine Lewis was phenomenal today but as we go along on this journey of an early grave uh, from all the food we eat um, it's it's nice to get those memorable bites that aren't just the meat three meat plate on a tray and and those delivered this year so what an amazing year thank thanks to all of the pit masters that that deal with us that put up with us um, that, that have served us trays, that have talked to us after serving us the trays, that have listened to our, our honest opinions. I mean, we appreciate that. Um, to the listeners, to our sponsors, to our wives, again, to our wives, again, uh, twice. Your, you know, yes, 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 yes. Thank you for, for putting up with us in every possible way. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Next year is going to be a lot of fun. We've got a lot of ideas that we'll be posting and sharing as, as they come to fruition. And again, hey, Thanks, buddy. Let's have a cheers on the mic. Cheers. Cheers. See you next year.